All right, all right. You already know who it is and what it is. It's your professional Playboy partner, King Issa Ali, back in this bitch like I left something with another episode of the Professional Playboy Podcast. This I, this episode is brought to you by Professional Playboy Productions. That's my OnlyFans agency. So if any of you ladies need some assistance getting your OnlyFans popping, or if you know somebody who's got an OnlyFans, but they thinking about putting their goddamn clothes back on, tell them to holler at me, King Sali. That's at Playboy, and how, how to get at me at Instagram or TikTok at Playboy Pro 414. Once again, that's Playboy Pro 414. And today I got a very, very special guest on the Professional Playboy Podcast, man. I got a man that's a former actor. I got a record executive, a former pornographer. I'm talking about a podcast producer of The Pill and Jaded Show. And you can go to thepillandjadedshow.com. That's P-I-L-L and jaded. J-A-D-E-D.com. Show.com. Excuse me. I mean, this man not only was in the game, but he's a former disciple, but he's a current disciple of the game. I'm talking about the man's game organizing legal and some more shit with his real estate investments and more developments. I got the one. I got the only Nikki motherfucking black. How you doing, my guy? Man. Well, I'm doing wonderful now. I never I've never had an introduction like that for anything before in my life, man. So I appreciate you. Hey you man. You know what I'm saying? Brother, thank you. Hey man, I'm I'm humbled to have you on here, man. So uh let's get it popping, man. Tell us about yourself, man. Let's 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 get to the genesis of this whole thing. Oh man, I'm just um as you can tell by the gray hair, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 a, I'm a old nigga, man. Not old rather, but I'm, I've been around, man, you know what I mean? And um I just been always been an unorthodox young man. Um I've looked at life very differently ever since I've been a young a young kid, a young snapper, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh I've I've actually I think we talked about this before. It was like I didn't understand that you were now. Understand? So I'll be be honest with you. I had was raised by two parents in the household, things of that nature. You know, traditional type situation. But I never understood certain things when it came to the aspects of like just. Uh, a man being with one woman and things of that nature, because when I was in kindergarten, I had like two, three girlfriends. Mm. And I thought that was normal. I thought that's what it was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? It was supposed to be. So things when you are molded when you're a little young child definitely does transcend into adulthood. Mm. And I was very, very, like I said, conflicted as a young child when it comes to certain things, you know, one of the things I was conflicted about is I didn't understand why a man and a woman in marriage, you, a man only dealt with one woman, which is kind of weird. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, shout out to monogamy, whatever the case may be. It's just, it's just my personal experiences when I was a young kid. And a lot of it had to do with 
understanding about what I had learned as an older man about the game. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so this is, you know what I'm saying? This so, 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 so tell me, how, how, did, how did you get introduced to the game, man? Mm. I'm going to tell you my introduction. I'm not talking about, you know what I'm saying? I come from the era where Starskin Hutch or whatever the case may be with Huggy Bear and all that other kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Would it be a pimp on the TV? It'll be a, you know, some, <laughs> uh, uh, some movie or whatever playing a certain role of a stereotypical pimp. And I thought that's what that was. So I'm going to tell you what my first introduction to what I learned later was the game was. 1985. I, my, uh, cause I'm from, I'm from California. I'm from Eagle, California. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I took a field trip. My family paid, my, my, my parents paid for a field trip for me and a couple, you know what I'm saying? For me to, to go to Washington, D.C. in my sixth grade year of elementary school. And, you know, and you can learn about the whole government and things of that nature. We visited everywhere, everywhere from the White House to the, the Bureau of Engraving and Printing to the FBI office. We went everywhere. It was, it was wonderful. It was very, very educational to a point where I still remember that to this day. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I remember the most, man, it was this. We were in a Holiday Inn. I cannot remember where it was. But it was it's, I don't know if it was downtown or whatever. But the one thing was we were in a Holiday Inn. And I remember driving into this Holiday Inn, and there were just beautiful women walking up and down the street. Mm. And on the sidewalk, they had dudes with these big coats on, big trenches, and 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 and, and, and uh, furs or whatever, you know, walking around. And the two things I noticed was the bras that were looking like freaking supermodels, some white women. And the brothers, you know what I'm saying, man who were on the side of the brothers, you know what I'm saying, black men. Yes, sir. I was very intrigued by that. And I'm thinking like, yo, this looks like the type of shit I saw on the movies and boo 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 boo, but it's not the same. It ain't like how, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was weird. So I remember we were taking to the hotel, whatever the case may be, and I was still more intrigued by anything that had to do with that field trip. I was more intrigued about what was going on which I didn't know, man, at that particular... This is like 19... I guess 1985, 86, maybe. I think it's like 85. Um, we, the hotel that we was at was on a motherfucking blade. Mm. It, I had no idea what a blade was. Mm-hmm. But I knew later on that's what it was. So I was very intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. And I remember, man... I had paid my my homeboy, my best friend, who who, who was my little house, my little uh, roommate in the hotel. His name was Kevin Jordan. I'll never forget that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I offered to pay him some money and shit like that to kind of watch my back because I wanted to go out and just like hit the streets. I wanted to like just be in the midst of like what's going on with what I didn't know what was the track. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a blade. I was just so enthralled by these beautiful women 
And I said, man, I just want to just walk down the street, whatever. And he was like, I got your back, woo woo. And the first thing I was about 11 years old, I was right before I turned 12. I walked my first blade in Washington, D.C. It was just crazy, and the girls are like, "Hey, cutie, how you doing?" Like, flirting with me and shit like that, and you know, walked, you know, down the alley. I cannot remember what street it was. It only passed. Now, I remember the actual hotel was a Holiday Inn. Now, understand, it's like the Holiday Inns today are not how they was back in the eighties. Right, right. Holiday Inns back in the eighties were like some really dope ass fucking hotels. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I just remember that man, and just like walking down the street. And um, just seeing just the ladies with beautiful, you know, red dresses. And one woman was had a red dress with, a, like, feather hair. Like, she was, uh, uh, what's it called? Farrah Fawcett, you know mm. what I mean? And, you know what I mean? And then pass by in the little alley or whatever, you know what I'm saying? See her handling her business in that little alley or whatever. And it was crazy, man. And you know what I mean? And, I, and the one thing I said, I just wanted to experience it. <laughs> But the one thing I didn't know, I said, this is pimping and hoeing going on right now. Mm -hmm. But it's not the shit that I saw on television. What was the difference between the shit that you saw on television and the shit that you seen with your very eyes? Traffic, number one. Mm. Oh, my God. It was like a fucking party out there. It was so much traffic going back and forth or whatever the case may be and 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 seeing, you know what I'm saying, women getting picked up, women getting dropped off, things of that nature. And the peas just kind of stood off of they were just like in the in the cut. Mm -hmm. They went out out in the front, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know what I'm saying? The ones that was out there, I remember that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it just, they were not all with the big hats and all of that. They, they, no, they didn't do that shit, man. Mm. Anything they would have to be, they had a, they either had a leather jacket on or they had a fucking, uh, a, uh, a, you know, mink on or whatever. But they wasn't all loud and all of that type of shit that they show on these fucking TVs or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? And I remember, you know, they were talking to the ladies very respectfully. You know what I mean? Like you see these movies and shit like that, the black exploitation movies. Like, hey, bitch! You know what I'm saying? Give me my money. They weren't like that. They was mm -hmm. like, you know, because so a lot of the niggas was out there, which I learned later as an adult. They was out there campaigning. You know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about? Trying to trying to get them something. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, young lady, hey, young lady, hey, sweet. They were talking to you very sweet and very nice and mm -hmm. very, you know what I'm saying, respectful mm -hmm. to them. You see, like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, oh, like damn, like they, I'm thinking they gotta be pimps. At first, I thought that they were maybe tricks because they were talking to them so nicely. Mm. But I'm like, no, nah, these motherfuckers, because I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, girl, come walk up to them and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Give them something. They, they're on their way and what have you. So it, so, wasn't a lot of, so it wasn't a lot of, hey, bitch, say, bitch. Like, it wasn't none of that. Hell no. Hell no. No. Hmm. What do you think? All, I mean, I, I know we kind of jumping around, but it's in the same realm, but... Where do you think that came from? Television. Mm. The black exploitation shit. Mm. The DVDs and all that other stuff. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me make this very clear, okay? I'm not saying... They were probably like that back then. Mm -hmm. I'm just explaining my experience that I had as a fucking 11-year-old 11 11 kid. I got you. I got you. On my first time realizing I'm on a fucking live blade. Mm-hmm. In Washington, D.C. in the motherfucking mid-80s. Mm. 
That's what I saw. Now, it could have been different on the West Coast. It could have been different on the East Coast. It could have been different on in the Midwest. But I'm saying, as far as my experience, that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. So when I was like, oh, wow, it was, man, it was, it, it was electrifying. He said, it was electrifying to me mm-hmm. as a young child. Out of everything that I got from that experience and understand this, I went, like I said, it was a, it was a field trip to me. To all of us and whatever. I went to a private school. I was a parochial kid. You know what I'm saying? I went to a private school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Parochial school. So in elementary. But the one thing that I got out of visiting all these different, you know, places and what have you, when it came to like the U.S. government, it was supposed to be teaching us all about, you know, U.S. The only thing that I, can, that I took from getting on that plane, going back to California, where I'm coming from, was my experience on what was known to be, you know what I'm saying, a, a home stroll, a track, a blade. And I, and from there, like I said, I was 10 years, I was, I'm sorry, I was about 11 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. 11 going on 12. That's what got me. Mm. That's where it started. And the one thing I can tell you is that I, I'm not, like... There's not too many motherfuckers I can say they had their first experience of the game firsthand. Where was now? I, I look back on it because I have mentors and things of that nature. And, you know, I tell I told her this story. You know, I'm gonna tell her like, nigga, I was nigga, I was probably out there. Nigga, I, was probably, I was probably one of the little niggas you ran through. You know, what I'm right, I, right, I ran right. across over there. Yeah. So they were telling me, I'm like. Man, he's like, yeah, yeah, I probably was one of them. I probably was out there when he was out. Like, what are you talking about? 85, 86? I think I probably was. I was like, what? you know what I'm saying? But the funny thing about that situation, it was like, man, he said, every time I tell that story to one of my mentors, they're like, that's when the game was good. Talk to me about that. What, what do you, what, because you hear about a lot of the good old days in the game, but, you know, they say the game is still good now. So what what would you what would you say the difference between the game then and the game now? And then you can come jump you can jump back where you were. The one thing I would say as far as that personal experience is that <coughs> the women were fucking gorgeous. Mm. The women were beautiful. The, the women looked like fucking models. Um they looked like models, man. Mm. They acted like models. It was very uh, prestigious to be a hoe. Hmm. Very prestigious to be a hoe. Hmm. Because that's the way that, you know what I'm saying, the peas, that's the way the gentleman actually treated them. They told him, you're a fucking starlet. You know what I'm saying? You're a star. You know, you're, 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 you're famous. You, people going, everyone's going to love you. And that's the way they greeted them. And that's the way they that's the way they acted when they was on that motherfucking that, that track. Mm-hmm. The way they walked, the way they talked, the whole thing. I remember because I saw it as a young child. And that's to understand this. He said that's the only that's the first just the first experience I've ever had. As in the game, as a child. As a child. So let's so let's move into your development. So you're a child. You can't necessarily do no full fledged thumb down pimping 
just yet. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, fr- from there, how, you know, talk about your, your actual first two steps into the game. Well, I would say this, man. The one thing is that when it, I, I think I was... <laughs> I was a part of the game, didn't even know it. You know, I was, a, I would say this, man, when I was a little ass kid, bro, and a lot of, you know what I'm saying, P that you talk to probably will attest uh, to this, <coughs> you know, when you know that you have a certain, I would say, affinity for the ladies, it comes at an early age. For myself, I remember going to <laughs> to my preschool. Excuse me. Pygmalion preschool is mm-hmm. where I went to, but that was this was in my uh five I was five years I was five years old, man, kindergarten. And I had like two or three little girlfriends. Tell us about and, that. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm not talking, listen, man. I ain't talking about the aspect of, oh, you know, you're my boyfriend. No, I'm talking about like, no, like like you, when we go to recess, you, y'all with me. And then we will sneak out, you know what I'm saying, on the other side of the, uh, of the, of the, of the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the playground or whatever. Out of the way of, you know what I'm saying, people watching us and they would, little girls would put the jacket, we all put our jackets above our heads. Because we would all be kissing. Right, things right. Of that particular nature. As five-year-olds. Wow. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm like, oh, it was, I, mean, I don't want to go too crazy into it because I don't want nobody to think no crazy shit. All I can say is it started for me very, very early. Wow. Tell me about your, your, your first, like, turnout. Like your first chick that agreed, like you know what, I'm gonna be down with you and, and and make this happen. How did that? Tell me that story. I never had a turnout, bro. Talk about that. I never, had, I never had a turnout. <clears throat> when it came to a bitch that wanted to fuck with me, she wasn't a turnout. You know the funny thing is? What's that? She made she made she appeared herself to be that. Mm. She made herself appear to be a turnout, but she wasn't. <coughs> I ain't gonna fucking you know, I ain't gonna mention I ain't gonna mention her name. I'll just say this, you know what I'm saying? You know, the, the her part of her name was Isha. I'll just say that, you know. <laughs> we'll just call it and, Isha. Uh, say again. I said we'll just call it Isha. Which color is she? I met her at the bus stop in Van Nuys. I think it's probably like in 1995 or six. I can't remember. And she was fucking with a dude who was a paraplegic. And we met at the at the bus stop. That she was dropping him off at the bus stop to send, so she could send him home. And that's where I met him. While I was trying to get on the bus, whatever the case may be. And he was, um, which I didn't know. She told me later that was one of her little tricks, or whatever. And um, man, she was just gorgeous, beautiful. Her fucking body was just amazing. And she kind of really chose me, man. And she, you know what I'm saying? And she, she, um, 
I got a lot of game from her. What's some of the things she taught you? She taught me how to treat women. Mm. You know what she did? She, she, she taught me to understand. It's like, you know, even when it, she taught me to understand that, look, we still girls. We're still women. We're still females. And when it comes to the aspect of dealing with women that are still females, you you have to treat them such. Don't just think they hoes. A lot of times, niggas in a game don't realize that they're, I have to have to say this. But a lot of times, women in the game don't realize. I'm sorry, niggas in the game don't realize that they that they they bitches or they hoes are human beings. Mm. Mm. Let alone being actual women. I always say your peace stands for person before it stands for prostitute or pimp. You did. They don't get it. So I learned that I learned the sensibilities of the game from the women. Mm. I learned the principles, rules, and regulations from the men. Interesting. That's fascinating because you know you always hear. I always hear, you know, when when dudes are picking up games, they always have somebody else, another dude, to kind of turn them out or you know turn them on to the game, but you're the second person who said a woman can really teach you the game, and a woman has taught me everything I needed to know about the game, so I find that to be fascinating, I'm almost, so let me ask this, do you feel that you can learn game from a man more or a woman more so? Depends on what game we're talking about. Now we're talking about the gang when it comes to the sex industry. Uh, I would say women. I would say the hoe. All right, break it down. The reason why is because regardless of what the fuck you instruct the bitch to do and how you do whatever, <coughs> she's the one that has to fucking bust that day. She's the one that gets first-hand experience on what a trick is all about. And if she is getting money, she's dealing with multiple tricks. So when it comes to that shit, like, she's the one who's giving you so much of it. I think when it comes to... Let me make... Okay, so I I have to make this very, very poignant and very clear. Lisa. Um... A lot of niggas who get games from peas don't necessarily have the same background that I have. And what I mean by it is I was raised by my father. I had a father in my life. And the father in my life, you know what I'm saying? He was he, he was a motherfucking damn self. That's all I gotta say. But in regards of the fact, you know what I'm saying? That nigga, he was an actual father in my life. He taught me how to be a man. So a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, young people shit like that in the game, they look into the older piece or whatever, and that's cool. But they look into the older piece because they never had a father figure in their lives. Mm. So they're not looking at him and saying, okay, this is my mentor in the game. 
it's, they're looking at him like this is my mentor in, as, as a man. I never had to look into another nigga like that because I already had, you know what I'm saying, of my father who was that. Now, my father went in the game, you know what I mean? But he was definitely ladies, man. And the thing is, is that I didn't learn all of that shit until I got older, mm. like considerably older. <coughs> you did? Did Didn't know. Like my nigga, like my pop is like, oh shit, and I'm like, nigga. So when I, so when I, you know, when, when he, I told him about, you know what I mean, as far as my introduction in the game, whatever, and the things that I was doing, he'd be laughing. He's like, oh yeah, okay, you know that type of shit, man. It's like, yeah. But I come from a, I, and I'm not gonna use those terms as far as alpha male, or whatever. I'll just say this because the term of alpha male, I don't people don't understand the term of alpha male. And the term of alpha male, what it really means is a nigga to get bitches. It, that's it's it. Period. It don't mean nothing else, man. You a nigga that bitches want to, that, 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 you know what I'm saying, females want to attract themselves to you, that's what makes you an alpha male. Nothing more, nothing less. You can be a broke-ass nigga. You can be a, a poor-ass nigga. You can be a nigga that, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that nobody... Like, you don't really have a, as I can say, you know what I'm saying, blessing to, uh, peace and blessings to Kevin Samuels. High-value man, you don't have to be a high-value man and stupid alpha male to these bitches. They just want a nigga who they are attracted to and willing to grasp themselves to. Absolutely. My pop was that nigga. All the men in my family were like that. They were what you would call alpha men. So basically, my pop understood that, like, oh, damn, nigga, I, I understand why you got it. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So, and so along, that's what it is. Along with your father, who would you say some of your other influences were in the game are? My uncle, who was, you know, who was in the game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so Uncle Joe. You know what I'm saying? He was doing it, Kitty Red. Rest in peace to him. You know what I mean? Uh, shit, man. Payroll. Payroll to pay, man. Payroll to pay. He know me as a different name. You know what I'm saying? But I won't mention on here. But you know what I'm saying? Payroll to pay. No, me. Uh, and I know him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He taught me a lot. What, are some uh, of the less- what do you think some of the lessons that stood out that um, your uncle and payroll that taught you that still stick with you to- today? What did they teach me? Yeah, or some of the things that that still stick with you to this day. Manhood. Mm. More than anything, manhood. I would say that. Manhood. Mm. Manhood. Um, having a sense of value. Having a sense of of uh, dignity. Having a sense of integrity. Those things. Now, I've never met um, Andre Taylor. Uh, gorgeous Dre. Never met him. However... Watching the, the documentary American Pimp, man, the way that he really represented himself. <coughs> you don't get no more of an example of manhood than that. Hmm. You don't. 
So, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't, you know, I really studied a lot from him. So I can kind of say he was an external mentor or, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I mean? Cause I never got a chance to chop it up with him. But, like, I would love to, to be honest with you. But I have never had learned a lot from him, from that documentary. And he was a young man at that particular time when he was a mention. of me just me understanding things he said he's like looking at life and life is completely not what the fuck they try to make it to be talk to me about that it's really what you make it it's really what you're exposed to and how you respond to what you're exposed to i i was exposed to a very i was exposed to a lot at a very young age however I exposed myself to it. Mm. No one told me to go downstairs, leave that fucking, you know what I'm saying, hotel, and walk that, what I found out later was a fucking blade. Nobody told me that. I remember looking down from my hotel room, you know what I'm saying, down to the, you know, uh, from my room, down from the window and looking at these all that activity I'm like yo this is I'm, this is exciting mm. no one told me to go down there I wanted to you just did it at 11 years old how amazing is that I wanted to at 11 years old so let me ask you is there anything that you felt you would have done different as as a P then that you that you could have did different not like now? Was there anything that you could have took back or done differently or you know what I mean? Um No. <coughs> I'ma tell you I'm I'ma tell you why I would say no. There were certain things about the game I didn't like. And those certain things about the game I didn't like was the fact that, oh, you got to be known. Who knows you? Blah, 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 all that type of shit. I didn't like that shit. I, I, I didn't like being all in the front. I didn't like being one of, you know, the biggest player and shit. I'm like, I, I didn't like wanting to get into that realm. This is a business. It's all about the money. Mm. But being in that particular space is like, you know what I'm saying, where everybody got to know you. I don't want nobody to know me. You know why? Because I'm not here for you. I'm here for her. I'm here for her. I'm here for her. I'm not going to fucking, like, fall for the the, the, the okey-doke to make you believe that, oh, you have to make yourself you know, uh, visible to, you know what I'm saying, yada, 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 to make you... What happens in the game is that they make motherfuckers try to compete against each other. Instead of saying, nigga, the only competition competition has to do with your bitches. Mm. What are they doing? Because literally, that's the money. Wonder is 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 is, is, is coming from the bottom. <clears throat> That's it. 
the money come from the broad. So if the money come from the broad, then why why are we trying to compete against each other to be the new player of the year and shit? Nigga, fuck all of that shit. I didn't want to be no front, you know what I'm saying, front, you know, front street ass nigga. I didn't want to do that. Mm. I didn't want everybody to know who the fuck I was. Which is I told you before, you know, with a very close family member of mine is in the game right now. Young man, millennial, he's like that same way. And I'm like, okay, cool, but still in all, this is still the way where make it the situation where your motherfucking ass, well, people want to know you. Mm. Not you want to know everybody else. Not you want to make, hey, I, I'm so and so, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to come from, woo, 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 you know what I'm saying? Trying to get in the circle. Nigga, fuck the circle, homie. Nigga, make that situation when people want to know you. Like, who the fuck is this nigga checking the shit? Who got these bitches out here so goddamn fucking much in, in pocket or whatever? Like, who the fuck? Who is this nigga? And nobody knew who the fuck you is. And if they meet you, they meet you through the bitch. Thank you. That's the same. King Issa Ali, that is the motherfucking saying. That's the saying it's always been. Nigga, we'll meet through the bitch. We'll meet through the bitch. Mm. Popularity. Now you understand. It's a lot of popularity over prosperity from, from what I'm saying. Oh my God, dog. It, it's sickening. It's fucking sickening. That's why these niggas get on live and shit like that. Like, don't understand this, homie. Back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Gentlemen used to do those particular things as a marketing ploy mm. to bring new business. You dig? Mm-hmm. It was a marketing ploy. Now, these motherfuckers want their own clout. They want their own shit. They want their own clout. They want their own, you know what I'm saying, popularity or whatever. That's like, well, nigga, what the fuck? What? Got nothing to do with you. You trying to get rich or you trying to get famous? Which one is it? Because I'm going to tell you like this. I came from a background. Yeah, You read it off, you know what I'm saying, when we was early and shit from the entertainment business or whatever. I knew I met my dude. I got friends. I know too many motherfuckers who literally are famous. But they broke. Mm. I got more money than them. My, my name don't mean shit. But everybody know who the fuck they is. I know them. They don't even know how to capitalize off their name. Mm. It's not about of them not knowing how to. Mm. It's okay. Okay. It, it's about some of them really don't understand the importance of a brand. And they, like, oh, yeah, I was on a show. I was on a TV show. Well, okay, oh, whatever. You know, yeah. I was like, motherfucker, what do you mean, whatever? Use that shit. You know, find out, do your research and see how many motherfuckers, the show that you was on, see how many people in the world are watching that show because it's somewhere in a fucking planet, your face is extremely popular. Mm-hmm. Your show is extremely popular. Find out where it was and go get the bag. They don't get that. Mm. 
They don't, I don't understand it. I went through that shit as an actor. Mm. I learned that shit. So these mother, so when it comes to marketing, when it comes to popularity, I'll be honest with you. It's, ain't nobody been more popular than me when it, it, as far as game is concerned, because ain't nobody had millions of eyes on them as I have, like legitimate millions of eyes. They haven't, because I was an actor as a square, like in the square world, I was, you know what I'm saying, in that film and television realm. Mm-hmm. Now, was that before? Now, was that before the game? That's a good question. Or did you? Or or let or let let me ask this: Did your acting, did your acting skills and your formal training as an actor, did that help out in the game in some way, shape, form, or fashion? <laughs> For those that are on Spotify, man, y'all gotta go on the IG and watch the live. You answered that question. I didn't even answer. Let me tell you one thing when it came to uh, the interview that I saw, podcast, whatever, man. I'll give it to Rosebud. Rosebud is. Rosebud Bitter Dose to me. I've never met the young, you know what I'm saying, the brother, you know, the OG brother, whatever. But once again, Rosebud reminded me of my uncle. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if the niggas came together. But regardless of the fact you remind me of my uncle. And Rosebud was the nigga who came from a really good, stable, <laughs> stable family. Mm-hmm. And, um, like myself. And, um, he decided to get into the game. And I think the main reason he was trying to get into the game, from what I remember, he signed to imitate his, his brother. Mm-hmm. And his brother was, um, I, I believe his brother was, and, you know, I'm going to say, hey, hey, Rosebud, let me know if whatever I'm saying is wrong, whatever, you know what I'm saying, correct me, whatever, you know what I'm saying. We can chop it up and get on another live, you know what I mean, and uh, speak about it. But I believe his brother was a kind of a well-known a sports uh, figure, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in inner city or whatever the case may be, because he had, you know, he had some clout. And the one thing that, so he tried to be like his brother who already had clout, you know what I'm saying? And that's why he got it, came to game, because it said, he, he said something like his brother was trying to act like he was a pimp. And he saw his brother trying to be a motherfucking pimp, and that's what made him, like, inspired to be one. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be like his big brother. Right, right. The same way, the same way we mentioned my family member, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to be like me. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the one thing that I learned from Rosebud, he said, if you look and you study and you actually see a lot of the legendary, a lot of peas. They were very, very um, popular at something in their lives before they got into the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They were very popular. They were very uh, kind of prominent, and whatever they got into the game, they may have been a football star. 
they may have been, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 let's talk about it. Shout out to Simple the Pete. They may have been a, a singer in a lounge in Las Vegas and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I don't got to tell you too much, but if you're a fucking a lounge singer with a dope-ass voice in Vegas, nigga, you a star in that goddamn city. Everybody know you. Mm-hmm. So it's a situation, literally, of you have a certain level of notoriety that everybody can say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, my nigga is this dude. Cloud. You gotta just build some type of cloud. Have some notoriety. Yeah. When you have cloud notoriety, especially in this fucking era, bro, anyone will accept you. Mm. So to answer your question, yeah, <laughs> that's why I did this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think my background and shit, oh, fuck, hell, motherfucker, yeah, it did. Can you give me an example of uh, how. How it applied and, and where you used it and, and how it actually worked. I I'll give you a story. <laughs> <coughs> so I did this I did this commercial, right? I did this commercial that was very um pro, it was a very, very prominent and very, very uh uh popular commercial back in the like mid nineties. Mm-hmm. I was in Hollywood at the time, nigga. My fucking neighbors is nothing but pimps, porn stars, and motherfucking hoes. Real shit. <laughs> and they were all, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I would kick You know what I'm saying? Like, we would all come to each other's houses to cook, and you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? How do you, like, for real? Like, my fucking neighbor right directly across from me was a goddamn, uh, she was a fucking, uh, a hustling model, mm-hmm. hustling model slash slash porn actress, and um, <laughs> yeah, man, just like just kind of like we were all the community, mm-hmm. but everybody knew that nigga. I was a famous nigga in the goddamn apartment. Oh wow! Because of my face, I was, I had this commercial that was everywhere. Everybody knew me from that commercial and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So as far as me like getting this certain cloud, oh hell yeah, nigga, I, I, nigga, I, I fuck. Oh, I ain't gonna even go to. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, let's go, let's go. All I can say is this, man, like. <laughs> Cause I had was I was surrounded by number pimps, porn stars, and strippers. Like soon, I'm in certain situations where I'm like we're in big star, like well known, like <laughs> porn stars and shit like that is kicking it. They're like, oh shit, hey, are you? And I'm late, bro. I'm like, yeah. Man. Mm. I, I was in them circles, man. Uh, okay. I, okay, Issa, I have to say this, all right? I'll tell you later <laughs> off the slide <laughs> kind of experiences I had. And the reason why I tell you later is because I can't mention certain names. Well, let me ask this then. I'm in, let me ask this. I'm what was, what was, in the game, what were some of your most memorable times? 
most memorable times, man. Um, when um, I know it's gonna sound like some country shit, but it is. I'll just tell you that, okay. My most memorable times is like you know what I'm saying, me, you know what I'm saying, and the ladies that I, you know what I'm saying I was dealing with. We always like say, hey, listen, because understand this, at this particular time, I'm still on fucking TV. Mm. So they're thinking, since I'm on TV, they think I'm getting big ass money. Mm. I'm telling you, you got to match what I do. Right, right. Not knowing that, nigga, I'm not doing that much, but. It don't matter. They, it was all game. They were like, they think I'm, thinking, I'm on TV. I was like, oh, shit, I'm on it. Yeah. They were like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, so I got to, yeah, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, you want to fuck with me? You got to get that up. And when they did, it was like, okay, <laughs> we just going to party. It's us, nothing but us. It's our shit. We are family. We are all part. Yeah, and that's what the fuck we did. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm talking about, and it made them believe, like, yo. So this is how it's gonna be. The more that we did, because this is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like this is not gonna be. Yeah, it is. Fuck that. Hell yeah. Wow. So you you were so how long were you technically in the game for? Technically. Yeah. <sighs> technically, I was here from ninety six to. My kids are more like 98. Mm. But that does not include my <laughs> that don't include that don't include my my, 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 my pornographer experience. And, and that is that, that is what we're gonna get in. That's exactly the segue I was leading up to. What was okay. the transit? Tell us about the transition from the actual game to you know what? I could be game organized and legal out here and and do it and do it for you know for, for some corporate shit. And I knew that. I always knew that. Mm-hmm. I just had so many fucking options. I had options where I can do illegal. I had options where you know so I can do it on the street level. It didn't matter. I still I, because I I basically established myself. To the point where everybody basically entrusted in me when it came to making something happen. Mm. That was the thing. And it's like, man, that was the one thing I would kind of tell you, man. Like, yo, your reputation is your is your, is your destination. It really is. Because when you're dealing with a nigga and, or whoever that you're dealing with on any level, they are literally looking to see, like, you know what? Okay, you know what? He's somebody I can fuck with. Hold on. He's too good. Uh, how come ain't nobody else fucking with him? In fact, let me find out 
if anybody else is fucking with him. They're like, oh, yeah. Hey, he fucking with him. He fucking with him. Oh, oh, for real? So he's cool? He got money? Oh, nigga, nigga. Oh, nigga. You want to fuck with this nigga? Fuck with that nigga. That's the nigga you can fuck with. Your reputation is your fucking destination. I'm trying to tell my family member the same thing. And when it comes to that, you have to build one. And the thing is, is that I know you're trying to, you know, play the back streets, but nigga, you can't play the back streets when it comes to this game. You know, you know what I'm saying? You can just like kind of represent yourself, or whatever. And, he's, and my son has. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, my family member has. Yes. <coughs> I'm like, that is period. This motherfucker is. Let me tell you like this here. My family member. He wants to go everywhere. He don't give a fuck. He just figured out when he land. And I'm like, okay, cool. But he literally got that from me. Because he heard what I used to do. He only heard part of the stories that I used to do when I was his age. Mm. And also the fact that it's like, you know what? Um, <laughs> this is a different situation. And just make yourself very cognizant of the situation, how different it is. You know what I'm saying? When it came to him trying to do what he do in the game. And it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like it out here. <laughs> and I'm like, nigga, I, I try to tell you. And you want to know what the interesting thing about what you said is, is that your family member is trying to do things that you've accomplished in the game, but that worked in your era. That's not to say that, that, that what you've done in your era is going to work in today's game. You know what I'm saying? I always like to give the analogy, and I'll give it again. It's like if you try to sit up there and put a, a, a computer program from 1998 into a 2023 computer, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think if you're going to try to put a floppy disk in a goddamn um, in a USD port? <laughs> like, 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 it's not going to work. You gonna you gonna kind of you gonna be out here looking crazy trying to do that type of shit. Now, that's not to say some of the ground rules and regulations aren't the same and aren't true and hold, and hold value. But I'm saying is that he's going to go out thinking he's going to accomplish the same thing you accomplished back in your era, not understanding it's a different time and different place. I totally can dig that. Mm. But that's the difference. I was giving this, and I was I was lacing his ass up at a very early age. He should know better. And mm. he does. It's only a situation of the fact that he chooses to go his route, mm. regardless. But he don't understand. Like nigga, you can do it for sure. Do you think? But when he come back and it's like. Trying to like, you know what I'm saying? Be receptive to me. I'm realizing, oh, now he want my motherfucking guy. Mm. Now he want this. Mm. Mm. 
better? And I told you six days ago what to do. Mm-hmm. But now you're not in a position to do it. But you know you you reaching into me because you you want you you want me to help you teach us about this situation. Uh no. What advice would you give somebody that want to get into the game in this day and age? Seriously? Dead serious. Dead ass serious. Don't. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. It depends on what game you're talking about. The game of pimping and only. Don't. You ain't, you, you ain't got a stomach for that shit. You got some fucking spoiled ass entitled ass motherfuckers y'all ain't got the stomach to deal with the fuck you really got to deal with when it comes to this shit hell no no don't do it fuck that absolutely not mm. now let's get let's let's jump back into your whole uh porn career how, how did that how, how did you you know what i'm saying get into that like like or 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 <laughs> <laughs> now were you were you shoot were you necessarily shooting? Were you were you acting? Were you setting up shoots? Like what was your what was your role in the game of that? Okay, so I'll tell you. I did one acting role. One role we call behind the camera, front of the camera. I did one in front of the camera role. Mm-hmm. No one would ever know what it is. No one would ever see it, whatever, because they shot me from the waist down. But I'm gonna get to that story on why that particular shoot happened the way it happened. Okay. So, yes. Uh, when it came to that, that really just had to do it. <laughs> you know, bitches, it's one of the, it's, there's a difference, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, listen, I always say, you know the difference between a hoe and a porn star is? What's that? The camera. Mm. That's it. There's a question that, and, and I, I know I'm jumping jumping all over, but I gotta ask this. In your opinion, what's the difference between a hoe, a gold digger, and a sugar baby? Steps. Y'all hoes. Well, let me take that back. The only person that can be a hoe. The only witch that can be, the only bitch that can be a, a hoe is if she's under some actual instructions or the rules and regulations of the gang, which means she got a man. So not all sugar babies and gold diggers start as hoes. So that's the thing to ask me that question. Like I don't know. I'm like, whoa. Uh, that's and, and, that, and, and you know there is no right or wrong answer. I've I just been asking people that. Like, what's the difference? Between a whole gold digger and a fucking sugar baby. Sugar baby. Right. It, it literally is it's, it's levels. My thing is this. As a whole, are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for other people or another person? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you do any fun of the person, who do you think that other person is going to be? Mm. Right, that's not a rhetorical question. I want you to ask that. Who do you think it's going to be? Say that. Repeat the question one more time. You said what? 
I said, if you think that whatever she's going to do is just for herself, no, she's doing it for another person. Who do you think the other person is going to be? Whatever man she's dealing with, whatever man she's yeah, she chooses to fuck on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I know what she's doing to fuck. So, yeah. So when it comes to that shit right there, yeah, that's a hoe. Mm. A hoe is a bitch to do what she do and compare a man. That's a hoe. Now, if you deal with a hoe who go from there to being a sugar baby, the gold digger, because that's a, to me, that's the actual sequence. Oh, sugar baby gold digger. And really, the biggest thing that actually separates those three is uh, financial gain and influence. Mm. That's fascinating. Now, let me throw another monkey wrench in there. Is a wife different from any one of those three? Square wife, mm-hmm. she's very different. You know why? Why is that? Reverse the situation. Hold on, we got five seconds left. We're gonna have to stop the live and start it back. Yeah. I can show. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, I only had a couple minutes on Instagram and, um, or excuse me, I only had an hour on Instagram and I only got an hour on here too. So the time, you know, is about to end on here, but nonetheless, we about to get ready to do part two. So stay tuned for that. Um, again, professional playboy podcast is going down. Nikki Black.